Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now then, how are we doing? Thanks once again for tuning in. A little bit different this week. Episodes taken from our live show at Bramall Lane on Thursday with Chris Morgan and Jamie Hoyland. Thanks to everyone who came down. We raised loads of money for charity for mine and the Gem Appeal. Thanks to everybody who contributed. Absolutely superb. And we've got some more live shows coming up. Uh, we're going to announce them very soon, so keep an eye on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter and all that stuff. Or, alternatively, we're going all fandangled now. You can join the mailing list. Just drop us an email on live at underthekosh.co.uk without the E as usual. Um, and then you'll get all the information through on, on updates on, on the live shows and all that. How good's that? So, right, let's get going. We, we, there were all kinds going on before we actually got into the gloop of it all. So, yeah, we're joining just before just before Jamie Ireland comes on. Right, come on then. Anyone else nervous? <laughs> I'm nope. a little bit nervous, I'll be honest with you. Nah, we'll be alright. Here we go, he's off. Uh, my brother's he's here. <laughs> you can get your fucking £20 back, make some fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have either of you scored here before? I know Brownie's left his mark here because I had a wander around pitch before and it, Brownie was here on one of the benches. On one of the chairs. Scratched in. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your fucking thirty pound. Fuck off. I'm only kidding, mate. Fosters love Fosters. Have you scored here? No. No. And, and if I've not scored here, I can fucking guarantee he's not. <laughs> you scored? Have you scored here? No. No. Uh, yeah. Stupid I mean? question. Scored at Wednesday, though, didn't you? Yeah. Here we go. Get him on side. I remember full debut here. My, my first start here. To be fair, believe it or believe it not, because Moors were ill. Yeah? Yeah. Is that why you what? played? Yeah. At the back? Yes. Moors were ill. <coughs> they had a bad fucking pigeon pie or something. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking arsed fella. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I played my full debut were here because Moors were ill. Well, should we get Jamie down? Mm. First, our first Sheffield United player. Jamie, Jamie Hoyland. Jesus Christ, it's got worse than all, hasn't it? Fucking hell! Brandy was saying before, before, before games, you used to, you used to get a bit 
a bit etchy, a bit a bit worried about game, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I used to spew up. Spew yeah, up, time, yeah. 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 And before then, a game? Every time. Every pitch in country. Done them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever the 92 just spewing up on them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um, it was just a thing what kit Actually, when I started off at Man City as a kid, um, I think actually my pre-match then, I were in digs with Paul Simpson before we played at reserves. We used to have uh, pudding chips, peas and gravy. And then we'll Fucking hell, right so up it, my street. Exactly, right? you would have been brilliant with us. <laughs> Got to look after yourself before you kick. Hey, it was seven o'clock kick-off. If you didn't walk to eight, yeah, maybe. What I'd time do you have these? At half six? Uh, <laughs> Two-ish. <laughs> after training. And it started from there. And then, obviously, as you, you got on, and, and then I thought, well, I better not be eating that. But the, the nerves thing still came on. And I used to be shocking before game. Um, and used someone, to be say, someone say you were shocking in the fucking I game. <laughs> Can I do the funnies about the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> just just because Del Geary and Kilgallen have told truth about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you'd gone to the fucking toilet, you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just so, like, at half time, I used to be even worse. So, manager would be doing, like, right, we need to do this, and I'd be in the toilet everywhere. Even lads, at time. Oh, shocking, shocking. And then once I'd, once I'd got back on pitch, I'm fine. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any nerves once I got on, but it was just that initial thing of playing, thinking, how shit am I going to be today? <laughs> <laughs> City, you started your career. Yes. That must be quite good now, though. You know, tell the grandkids I played for Man City, because, I mean, they were, they were shit at the time, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now be able to say, hey, no, I used no, to play for these lads. Biggest, cl biggest no, club in England. No, because I'll, I'll say, I'll, t I'll take you back where I scored on my debut, and there's, not, there's just fucking houses there now. Into it's <laughs> the main road's gone. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, it's a, a completely different club now. I mean, the Etihad and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was, it was superb. I mean, we used to... Used to get changed at Main Road and then run round to Platt Lane with all stuff before all murders started and all drugs <laughs> and everything. And they had to stop that after. Uh, I mean, we I left at '86, but by '90s, <laughs> nobody could go there because all uh, Ginnells and all like that on the way to Platt Lane were just full of were trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So a bit different now. I think they get chauffeur driven onto training. Yeah, pitch, well, yeah. It's all gated now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dave Bassett was manager when you first arrived at United. Yeah, different. Different. Or were you manager? Like that, or were you manager a negative or, or were you manager at Man City then? No, I'd, no. Because when I said different, I'd had I signed at Man City under John Bond, uh, and then I had Billy McNeil. Then I, I, I left there. Well, I got released. Yeah, <laughs> it's best way to say. Tell that to the grandkids. Yeah, I, just, I left them on a card, but really. I'd signed pro. They fucked it off, didn't they? They fucked it off. Well, I'd signed pro at seventeen. <laughs> you know, all brilliant on eighty quid a week. You know, thinking, left there and signed for Berry on hundred pound a week. Four years later, so you go to Berry under Martin Dobson, who was who was fantastic manager, and then I had Sam Ellis, who was still going with honours up at Middlesbrough. Oh, uh, right, uh. But all of it had been. I know this sounds stupid, but really, really professional. Unbelievable. Like pre-season, you'd, you worked hard, you didn't touch any of that, and you um, went to Sheffield United. So they said, right, report. Uh, Sunday, Sunday uh, over in Car Park, over there, we're getting coached down to Arborfield, which was the army training base. So we knew we were having a week down there and all like that, so I thought, right, brilliant. Gets down there, drives to Reading, gets off, everybody report, get your kit, in dormitories, we're doing leap test. 
So, you know, fuck it, look at your eyes. <laughs> you just spoiled my night there, love. You just you fucking sent shivers down my spine. I think that could be the only thing that ever shut you up. It would beep. You'd still Start, beat me at that fucking hour. Started level three. Come on, John, out you come. Out you come. You've missed it again, look. You've missed it again. So we got down there, we did that bleep test, and everybody goes then back to domes. And I'm thinking, right, be like a little bit of something to eat, bed ready, because we're up at six, carrying logs round and all like that. So all, I'm thinking, what are they all doing here, lads? They've all gone for the showers. They're all coming back, and they're all fucking sprays on, a bit of cool rots. Lads who, lads who could, lads who afford it a bit, had a bit of Aramis and all like that. That's all. Sorry, you lose lads won't have a clue what they're eating this. <laughs> and they're all putting gear. I'm saying, what are you doing? And they're saying, oh, no, no, there's a, there's a pub just over out at Army Base, field over there. We go there till four o'clock in the morning. I said, yeah, but we're training in the morning. He went, Harry, don't give two fucks. He said, as long as you're up at like 10 to 6 on parade ground, ready to train, don't mind. We play, he said, we work hard and we play hard here. Welcome to Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, that's what it was like for four years. It were unbelievable. I mean, people going about the team we had, they say like a bit dog and dub, playing in Premier League four years. And we were, we, we fought for everything. We weren't best players in the world. And, and that's how it were. And Harry, as long as you, you, you did everything right, um, on the field, on the training ground, he didn't really give a monkeys, and he'd be we 100%. I mean, the characters we had, I'm looking at him at end there, we had Billy Whitehurst. Oh, fucking hell. Exactly. <laughs> Who was the hardest man I have ever met in my life. He used to own the cricketers across the road. There's a pub. If you come out here and just walk along, he had, he had cricketers here. And Sunday afternoons, that's where everybody used to just come and fight with Billy. Just have a fight with him. One by one. Oh, well, it didn't matter how many. Honestly, hardest man ever from Mexborough, mining village. Um, when <laughs> first trip away, we're going somewhere, and, he, and he's like a bit worried. I said, You're right, Billy. He said, Me dad. My dad had said, uh, Wow, well, what's up? He's, oh, he's up in court. I'm thinking, Oh, he hadn't paid his like poll tax or what it were. Then he went, Oh, no, he's up for GBH. <laughs> I said, GBH? I said, How old is he? 78. <laughs> 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 and, and Billy, Billy would just like epitomised everything about us because like once he got on field, you know, and I'm saying it, it's same sort of Bill as you park it, you know, like athletic. Um, Billy, <laughs> That's what you're saying. Billy Whitehurst was athletic. <laughs> Billy, Billy Tyson. He was, he was a professional beyond his years, were not he? He was exactly. He put the benchmark for you to go and get, and I think you might have jumped it. I've still not bit. fucking reached it yet. And we once played, we played here and we played uh, Southampton at home, right? And I was sub. Well, hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, that's a sub side. Mums, you're sitting, you're sitting down here, look, <laughs> right, The subs are sat down that fucking end. <laughs> that's when it were only one, only one sub, only one sub. So we're playing Southampton at home. Billy's not playing. Billy's not playing. Brian Dean's playing up front against Razor Ruddock, Neil Ruddock. Right, so... And it were like this, it were a rock hard pitch, because Bassett used to like us to play when it were like this, because it were a bit of a level. Because you know, you get some of the southern teams up and think, oh, all right, we're into them. So we're playing Southampton, and Neil Ruddock is kicking Dino all over the place. Like Dino's 
I mean, you know what they, You're a big oh, guy and all, though, yeah, eh? You know, I like that, isn't he? You know, he's like, not the. You know softly what I mean? spoken, isn't he? Yeah, softly spoken. Soft as a tub of spunk. Is that what you're trying to tell us? It's what? Soft as a tub of spunk. Is that what you're trying to tell us? No, 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 no. Not that soft. No. <laughs> <laughs> morning after spunk. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Christmas. Soft as a tub Johnny, he's a club legend, man. Have you ever collected it? He's a club legend, Three day old spunk. No, not as soft as a tub. Anyhow. He's having an hard time against Ruddock, let's put it that way. So about ten minutes before half-time, Bassett says to me, go and get Billy. I said, what? He went, go and get Billy. This is a... Well, we're at 91 then, so we're, we're in first division. They call it Premier League now. We're in top league because football did, you know, start before 92. <laughs> and uh, he says, go and get Billy. I said, what do you mean go and get Billy? He said, go and get him. I said, yeah, but he sat in, this is manager talking to the games going, he sat in stand. He went, I know, I need a word with him. So I've come from dugout and I'm stood at bottom. Obviously, I know quite a few at Sheffield fans because I'm from here bored and bred. And they're all, what are you doing, Jim? I'm going, Billy, Billy, Harry wants you. <laughs> Billy Whitehurst is dressed in a, a black leather uh, bomber jacket, jeans on. Pair of like Timberlands or whatever. You know what? He's had a few pints and all. Like, <laughs> like I say, you set them. And he went, he went, he needs him, needs him. So, match is going on, there's 20 odd thousand in. Billy comes all the way downstairs. Yeah. So, comes all to the dugout. Harry went, I need you to have a word with Rourke at half time. Billy went, no problem. <laughs> this isn't Sunday League, this is Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> so, as it is, it goes off, and nil-nil uh, at half-time. So at Sheffield United, you two have played it, you go down them steps, don't you? You go down steps, you go left for home team dressing room, and you go straight on just round the corner for away dressing room. So Ruddock's coming off, and he's mouthing at Dino, I'm going to do you again second half, I'm going to do you again. Goes up steps, you're not going to get a kick second half. Whoosh! He's got him. He fucking <laughs> appeared from nowhere, and Billy Whitehurst <laughs> like that in tunnel. He went, if you touch him again, second half, I'll break both fucking legs in players bar after. <laughs> Bump, and dropped him like that. Right? We, even we were a bit shocked, and Harry went, I don't really need it that much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come out second half, we won 4-0, and Brian Deed scored two. <laughs> You were better at fucking stand, weren't you? Oh, Billy, he scared you to death wherever he was, Billy. Absolute. In training, if you weren't playing on a Saturday, you, you know when you played uh, like reserves against first team on a Friday morning? Oh, and he weren't playing. He was like, oh, no, please, please don't be playing anywhere near him because <laughs> he'd just try and do it so he got it team. <laughs> so obviously, there weren't that many, were there? And, and then lads, lads were still. Listen, £100 appearance money were like bleeding a lot of money <laughs> and you, you wanted to play on a Saturday. So, yeah, you were brilliant, though. You were absolutely top bloke, Billy. Um, were he a good player? Yeah, yeah. Or were he just a thug? No, he was a good player. Yeah? He was a good player. He, he decent technique. He played at some great clubs and could score goals. Well, he, he has. He's played, <laughs> <laughs> He's played at some fucking good clubs, but <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're still building the Chris Brown suite at Gig Lane. Oh, fucking hell! We just need one more piece of wood to finish his job, don't we? <laughs> Did you notice a difference? You were there in the Premier League when it started. Could you sense a bit of a difference? Oh, ra- yeah. The yeah. razzmatazz. Oh, yeah, when £800 a week to 850 it were brilliant. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. No, the best thing were the Monday nights, weren't it? Because you got the Sky Girls, the dancers, the sumo wrestlers at half time. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> You couldn't sumo wait to come wrestlers? Back. Oh, it's sumo wrestlers. He weren't playing them. Were <laughs> <laughs> I missed my fucking vocation. Yeah, well, they might bring it back. <laughs> so, no, they were they dressed up, didn't they, as big sumos? Monday night football. Chef United hold them on a Monday night. Classic. It wouldn't have met fucking Thursday night now, that fucker no, would it. But I, I suppose, um, yeah, it were brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, there was, because obviously Sky introduced it, didn't they? And uh, I don't know if you remember the first uh, advertisement for it when, you know, David... Uh, De- I, I remember it because we were like, what's he driving? And they were David Seaman driving out of his house in this Porsche. Well, Porsche? We still had Ford Escorts. And <laughs> <laughs> some of us, some of them had an XR3 at time here. Oh, uh, oh. Big time. I think they were Nick, though, probably, or Bradders. It's a few of the... the Probably more recognisable names that you play with at United. Vinnie Jones, Chris Kamara. Could you see Vinnie Jones? Did he have that straight in? Yeah, he, no he, messing about. He was playing with me, thinking he's going to make it into Hollywood. Him. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what he was fucking thinking. That's exactly yeah. where I was fucking. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm going. I tell you what, he's fucking. Exactly where I'm going. football, it'd be fucking brilliant that's on exactly film. That <laughs> a few lads after we'd like have coffees in, because I we used to have our dinners at social <laughs> clubs, etc. Vinny, have you ever thought about acting? Because we, th- we think you'd be brilliant. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. He thought it was brilliant. To be fair, though, there's one thing Vinny used to say. If anybody's seen Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, his last line in it, as he leaves the bar, he actually says, lads, it's been emotional. And he used to say that every time he left training. So yeah. he's even you. That's why we knew he was going to be an actor. Because he's used his words there and took it on screen. Were he a good player? Yeah, he was. But he was going through the stage here where he wanted to be a thug. He brought out a video while while we were playing. Uh, this video was called How You Do People. And it was... <laughs> was it a sex video or...? <laughs> <laughs> Because well, I know some do respect for them fuckers, are. The best To be fair, Parker, I think that was his second one to pay his fine off for his first one. But he, he brought this video out. Obviously, he grabbed Gaza's balls, didn't he, and all like that. And he, he, he brought this video out about how to do people and rake them, the Achilles, and go through people. And he was going through that phase. I mean, he, he were an odd... The thing about Vinny was, he was an odd lad. It, on the feet, on the pitch, I wouldn't say we're hard. I'd say we're like a bit of a cat. He left it in when he shouldn't have done. Shit out, coward, yeah. But we'd go out in shit. But we'd go out. My house tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Shit house. I'd just like to thank you all for agreeing to play for my son's Sunday link team this morning. Mark Crossley. Yeah. Mark Crossley. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, fucking 
Yeah, great story that, isn't it? I heard Norman say it the week. But v Vinny would go out in Sheffield and everybody wanted to fight him. So there used to be a bar called Henry's, which, if anybody knows Sheffield, across from Cole Brothers, and it used to be the bar. It used to be a marvellous bar. Uh, and we'd go in there at night and you'd have a mint, pig fans, Wednesday fans. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be like looking over and like wanting to, so Boulder's Brass and, and Billy were here at the time. I'd walk over to him and say, right, pick your best two. And we're like, all right, and he said, pick your best two. And them two would take them outside, leather them, come back in and hope Wednesday fans would be off. <laughs> I honestly, they, because they were none of that then, were they? Mobile phones and Facebook and all like that, just put them out. They just basically just say, your best two fighters, we're just going to fight you. Yeah. Now, obviously, scouting now. Yeah. You were there for both terrorist attacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry to drop the mood a little bit, but, but uh, Paris. You've the tone a little bit. Oh, oh, we have lowered the tone. Jesus. Actually, you, had, you had two terrorist attacks in two weeks. In five days. Five days. Well, thanks for that, because I'm flying out tomorrow morning, so that'd be brilliant when I go to my <laughs> chef. No, I did. I. Um, yeah, the scariest thing I've ever ever been involved in. I um, were you sick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Parker. No, it weren't nerves. This would just shit in yourself. <laughs> and believe it or not, I was with a lad who played. Well, a lad. Believe no, Corky's never been a lad. Alan Cork, and we were both working for FA then England, and we'd gone to see uh, France Germany. So. The great trips with, with, with FA, they pick you up, the driver picks you up, drops you off at your hotel, says, I'll pick you up later, take you to Stade de France. Marvellous. So I had a bit to eat, glass of red wine at lunchtime. Um, and there'd been some saying that there'd been some trouble at Germany Hotel, uh, that there'd been some, I don't know, disturbance and thinking, oh, I wonder if game's going to be on. Yeah, game, no problem. So got to Stade de France, got in with driver, and they checked your boot. To have a look, see if he's up. I'm thinking, oh, this is a bit strange. I've never been to a stadium where they've done that. In we went, watch match. And if every, everybody will know, because they'll remember it as anything, we're sat there. We've been in hospitality before. And president sat about 10 rows behind us, president along, and we sat watching match. And first half's going. And suddenly there was this almighty boom, bang, well, yeah, whatever. And Patrick Ever, if you remember, stopped. He stopped on ball and like, wow, what was that? And I said to Corky, somebody's having a right birthday party tonight. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell, no, words you say like. And as it was, nothing happened, played on, not a problem. So went in at half time. No, we stayed out at half time and the stadium was still nothing. No, nobody had mentioned anything. Game's going on. Second half, sat there and this French bloke just leant over to us and went, oh, by the way, he said, that was a suicide bomb and people are getting shot in Paris. So I was thinking, all right. So I thought, I better check my phone here. So I checked my phone. I'd, I'd missed about 10 calls off a missus, and then she'd left me a number. Where's your life insurance policy? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've topped the fucking thing up. <laughs> so I, I like, wow, I can't be And then it was just like surreal. Game went on. No, nobody left stadium. Other than President, he buggered off. And then we, we went into a hospitality after, and it were all over the place then. They were in this, like a room like this, and it were free bar, there's women crying, everything, and it's all going off. Next thing, stadium like that, a cleared far side where bomb were. 
and everybody started running back in. So our driver, French guy, we went up to him and said, um, what's going on? And he went, oh, we believe, we believe these terrorists outside with Kalashnikovs coming in to just kill everybody. So Jesus to, Christ. So I said to Corky... <laughs> I'd have been fucking sick. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I said to Alan Cork, what are we going to do? He went, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go out to, to that bar over there and get absolutely pissed. <laughs> you might as well, you might as well <laughs> work with a bang. He went, he went, that's exactly what he said. He said, if we're going to die tonight, we're going to die and have some champagne and wine. <laughs> and so that's how it went. And then we, we left the stadium probably three hours later. Regretting that bar bill now. I know. Oh, no, 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 it was free. Expensive, <laughs> isn't it? I'm from Yorkshire. I'm from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, have a slimline tonic on it, sure, if it were, if it were paying. So we left stadium about three hours later and luckily we were staying near airport and all you could I remember it playing you were coming out and it was just like police cars and helicopters blue lights all going into Paris so anyhow five days later I'm going to uh, Holland uh, Germany Holland so I flew out there got a car to the ground driving in because they'd asked us if we were alright to go you, like, and you said oh yeah it can't happen again unlucky Alf here. <laughs> We're pulling up, like, the ground's there, can see it, no, it's on, and we suddenly stopped, and uh, he's on the phone, driver, puts the phone down, he says, game's off. I said, why is, why, why is game off? He turned he went, no, no, they found her, uh, an ambulance full of explosives. And he went, what do you want us to, what do you want to do? So well, not go and fucking defuse them all. I can tell you <laughs> that. I said, get us back to that hotel, and it was another one. We have to pay that night, though. And we just went back and got smashed. And I thought, wow. I bet your missus thinks, what the fuck have I got to do to get rid of this one? I've organised an attack in Paris and attack in Holland, and the fucker still keeps coming home. <laughs> and also, I was on top at World Trade Centre. A month before that came out. Oh, uh, you're going to live to your fucking 300. So if anybody's going to Marbella tomorrow, <laughs> don't. I'm on that flight in the morning. <laughs> but I'm only having one night there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's quite airy, really, some of scouting, but uh, it's all right. <laughs> well, I think it's... Can we get Chris on? Uh, the man with, who holds a record for the most red cards at two clubs. There's not many of them. Barnsley and Sheffield... Voted the greatest captain in this club's history, I believe. It's not bad, is it? I'd have gone for bird's eye. It's Chris Morgan. No, no. Really took fucking roots, stood up there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking half six, he said, get you. <laughs> not Zane, not drinking, love, is it? No, it's not. It's not Zane. <laughs> I read in that obviously start two two club man. This one here, that's loyalty for you that. I'm just saying well, anybody knows where I would have said it's more because nobody else wants to fucking sign him. <laughs> beat, me, beat me to it. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Did you have other clubs interested in your Sheffield days and after that relegation or after after Premier League? Are we not going to start at Barnsley? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to know this first because yeah. oh, right. I mean, this, this is key. To be fair, when I, before I signed here, um, the house we live in now, long story, but I'll get to a point. Long house we live in now, we put his name down on next doors, right? Because ours weren't available. When we left there, I got a phone call. And the next morning, I was supposed to be going down to Cardiff to speak to Dave Jones about going to Cardiff because Barnes were in administration. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't paying the wages. And Barnes actually fucked up because they weren't paying the wages. And what they'd done is they'd let them go too far. And actually, all the lads could have walked out for free. But nobody, no, nobody actually had the bollocks to do it. From here? No, from Barnsley. Oh, from this, Barnsley. Is, this, is, this is talking about Barnsley. We, we're talking... A, you quite you're quite right. right. We're just staying there. Mate, I'm a fan, mate. I'm, so, I'm sat here in yeah. awe of you, mate. So, so <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to be going to Cardiff for talks down at Cardiff. And the next day, I'd gone, uh, I'd gone golfing at Workley, chucked my phone in my bag, come off the golf course, and like Jamie said, they have fucking missed calls, missed calls, all from the missus. So I'm thinking, shit, what's happened? Straight away, you think, you know, the worst, don't you? you think kids, etc. And uh, she says, what have you been doing? She says, you've got to go this afternoon and sign for Sheffield United. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'm, I'm going to Cardiff tomorrow to speak to Dave Jones. She went, no, you're not. She said, I've had Neil Warnock on phone. We've been on the phone an hour. Everything's done. We've agreed your wages and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, has he still got the last number? I says, <laughs> I says, what do, you, what do you mean you've talked wages? And she says, everything's done. She says, you've got to go and get your boots from Barnsley. She says, you're going down tomorrow to, to Cornwall. She says, you've got to go and meet the lads in Cornwall. You know, and I literally you, came here. Do you know when you say his boots, they were fucking <laughs> hellfire. They were the fucking most uneven things you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life. Did you used to clean them? You did I that. told you better than what we thought, didn't I? <laughs> I fucking told you! <laughs> but I did tip you well. <laughs> did you? Fuck. No, no, I never cleaned yours, love. I never didn't cleaned you? yours. I thought you did. I no. thought you did, sorry. I didn't so, have time. Didn't so have time that, it week. So that's why I ended, I ended up signing here. So I came, stand over there, up the main steps, and there was literally secretary's desk with a contract on it. Never read through it, signed it, jumped in the car, and went to Cornwall. And then obviously on the way to Cornwall, I've got Dave Jones. Hi, Mose, are you on your way? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way, I'm in the car. Uh, I'm on my way to, uh, to Cornwall. You just never ride to M4, <laughs> did you? <laughs> just kept on. And uh, so, so that day of leaving Barnsley, fucking never never really left this place. Yeah. Why you were at Sheffield, were there opportunities to go somewhere else? Yeah, um, probably the closest I came was West Brom, when Gary Megson was manager. Uh, Gary had tried signing me at, I think he tried signing me at Forest when he was at Forest. Have I got that right way around? Was he at Forest first? No, other way around. West Brom was the first one. He tried taking me to West Brom and uh, they just they just won't sell me here. They won't, uh, they won't agree to it. And then when he took the Forest job, he came back in again and tried taking me to Forest. But that was when Forest were in League One and I didn't really want to sort of drop out of the championship and go to League One. Um, and then Watford. Watford as well, but obviously now we're getting a long way from Yorkshire. Yeah. Was no, that in the I go south of Meadowall, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they don't like fucking spending money in Meadowall, I'll <laughs> fucking tell you. <laughs> Does he fuck? I told you said you earlier, I've got, I've got your book coming, I'm not paying for that either. Yeah. He's going to give me that. Yeah. He says he's read it. You have to wait on Raffle, love. 
No, I've already got it. I've got it for now. <laughs> I told you, keep it to yourself. Buy it and keep it to yourself. Very <laughs> How much? How much is it, say? <laughs> How much do you pay for your fucking wood at home to put, set fire going? <laughs> hey? Get, gets fire going, no bother. <laughs> Barnsley, obviously, we've had, we've had Darren Sheridan on. Yep. One of the famous three to be sent off against Liverpool at yeah, home. Yeah, he played that the game. Day I, the day I did Michael Owen for pace and then he tried dipping under my arm and yeah. ran into it. He told me all about it. It was slow, weren't it? It was fucking slow. I'd done him. I'd done him. I'd, I'd done him for pace. Got there. I started slowing down, and then he just caught me by surprise. <laughs> yeah, three of us sent off that day. Yep. Shez was the last one for smacking Paul Ince and yep. Jamie Redknapp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Fucking give them both one. Yeah. <laughs> that was the that, that was the day though, weren't it? That Barnsley. Oh. It was sort of cemented it. Is going down, weren't it? Gary Willard, weren't it? The referee never refereed another game after that. Uh, the lad came on and tried rugby tackling him, didn't he? And then Big Jan Arger. Yeah. Big Jan Arger took him down first. Uh, no, it was a, it was a shambles really when you when you look back. Uh, you know, three three players sent off for really. Well, other than Shez smacking two players, I suppose. <laughs> 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 that might have been deserved it one. Probably, it, that was probably warranted. Yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> We're not in the culture of uh, you know ridicule, but Eric Tinkler's been mentioned a few times. Yeah. I just want to know, did he smell that bad? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he stunk vile. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know whether Darren Sheridan had mentioned it, but it was yeah, when... He did. It, oh, he did, he did. Did he, did he, did he mention the, the phone ring, though, when we used to be on the coach? So, you know when the Nokias first come out and you used to have that... So, Shez, as soon as Eric, and Eric had that ring, and Shez's line was, I'm Eric Tinkler. I stink. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as his phone started ringing, and he just used to sit there on the bus. I met it Tinkler, but he did. I mean, I think he actually had a, a, a medical issue. Yeah, he, I don't. He, I don't, yeah. he, he, he weren't a dirty bastard. Because he washed. Yeah, he washed. He showered, but he, he never put deodorant on. He like he sprayed, he sprayed aftershave under his arms. He used to smoke as well. Yeah. So it, it yeah. was like a, a mingle of like middle of the ocean South, yeah, was, and smoke. And then a bit of after save on top. Yeah. It was fucking filthy. Fusty, it? yeah, fusty. fusty. Yeah. But it was bang average and all. It used to it? smell like a working men's club next, like next, you know, like on a Monday morning after a fucking Sunday night piss. That's what it smelled like. Just fucking stale beer no and idea. sweat. No idea what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know Shaz said he used to go and nobody used to celebrate with him. No, because when he, yeah, he lifted his. <laughs> uh, well, well done, well, well done, Tinks. We'll get back in. We'll, we'll kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously moved to Sheffield then yeah. with Warnock and within a year I'm asking a question sorry sorry Sheffield mm. from Barnsley you're obviously a Barnsley lad yeah well you know with the, la the rivalry and XYZ and did you ever think to yourself like should I really be moving there or had your missus just sorted it out anyway the missus a bully me mate I was <laughs> I had no choice no of course I thought about it of course I, you know I'd, I'd I'd, I'd grown I'd grown up in Peniston. I'd played for Barnsley all the way through. You know, from Barnsley being, fan as a young lad. I, do you know what? And 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 this ain't sitting on the fence. I never I didn't I didn't support anybody as a kid, but I grew up watching Barnsley. So you know, all, all my idols growing up. Barnsley. You know, 
Jerry Taggart, etc. Um, you know, obviously Neil Redfern because I ended up sort of rooming with Redders and Redders had a big sort of influence on my career. Um, yeah, I, I grew up watching bars. I used to stand on the ponty end. You know, my missus, we've been together since we were 15. We used to stand there drinking bovel on the ponty end. And so, yeah, I, I grew up watching Barnsley. So, you know, Barnsley Football Club will always, you know, and I think, I think the supporters, some, some supporters, um, you know, I go back to work with my, with my job now. Some, some supporters can't stand fucking looking at me. They'll call me a they'll call me whatever yeah that's fine that's fine that's fine not a problem most but most to be fair, most though, genuine when, once he gets home though but but most most genuine Barnsley football club supporters are fine with me they're, they're, they're in a problem and like I say I, I go back quite often and um, you know but it, yeah it was it was tough it, it, it was a tough decision but uh, Sheffield United had, had just they'd had the two cup semi-finals they'd lost in the playoffs uh, to Wolves and they were, they were on the verge what I thought they were on the verge of you know summit big a promotion to the Premier League and I wanted to be part of that you know I'd just had that year in League One with Barnsley and we'd been absolutely awful you know we'd had um, we'd had Steve Parkin who you know I, I love I love Steve to bits you know Steve oh, oh, whoa. Whoa. Steve, Steve Parkin Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Do Don't mention him, him at this table. Right, okay. Well, <laughs> listen. Is he, is he in your book, Parky? Is he in your book? No, here we go. Ah, he's number two on my shit list. Oh. <laughs> Who's number one? Phil Brown, one. Oh. Steve Parkin, two. Jay Bullfroyd, three. And you'll know why Jay Bullfroyd. Do you know what? I'd like him to explain this Phil Brown one because I was actually privy to the conversation between Phil Brown and Neil Warnock. Phil, Phil said to, when, when Ships, Ships, he, he might have been at fucking Preston then, whenever he was, anyway. So Phil Brown was managing a club, and he actually said to Neil, he said, Neil Shipley's been excellent today. And he said, I'm going to go and sign the equivalent. He said, I know Ships <laughs> is a big, fat, ugly fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I know where the younger version is. <laughs> I, I know where the younger version is, and I'm gonna go and get him, and I'm gonna sign him. And I, 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 I thought, I thought, I thought he was Hull manager, and he signed you. No, he, he, right. he, he, he got the job at Hull. Who when signed I, I you? Still, yeah. Peter Taylor. Right. He could see a player that. <laughs> he spots a talent. He could definitely see a talent. Did he, did he, did you go along with he, yeah. Peter Taylor. He's like, he obviously made a few mistakes over his career. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's perfect, are they? No, no, no. We've all got as, we've all, we've all got as imperfections. Is that a conveyor belt that just keeps bringing you fosters? <laughs> <laughs> it's just there, isn't it? I tell you what it is. I tell you what it is, right? I've got, I've got a bit, I've got a bit of bad, bad voice at the minute, and oh, I yeah. thought <coughs> if my voice goes later, I need a fucking standing, and and, and here's me standing. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up, John. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I thought nobody fucking noticed any difference. <laughs> Cheers, John. Thank you for coming, love. Parky, Parky's that. Here we go. It's all starting now, isn't it? Is that for tonight or for York? Is hey, he playing for he's York playing, as well? He's, he's got some training for me. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even noticed. Warnock, though, was um, major captain within a 
within a year. Yeah. He was the best manager I ever played for, but I think that coincides with that probably being the best period of my career. Yeah. Do you know, so uh, you know, I, I played for Harry. You know, I know Jamie was on about uh, Harry. I played for Harry Bassett at uh, at Barnsley. Harry was very similar to Neil, actually, very similar. And I think neither had admired me saying this. Neither actually, what you'd class as good coaches, but just excellent man managers. You know, just knew knew when to say the right thing, knew when to bollock people, knew when to put arm around shoulders and stuff like that, and just just both come alive in the dressing room. You know, Saturday afternoon, Tuesday night. You know, Neil Neil couldn't he weren't asked about training. You know, half the time he'd be back in he'd be back in Cornwall. He'd come back up on a Thursday and you know he'd come out on a Thursday. If it was raining or windy, he knew that Thursday would be press day, so he'd have the brolly up, you know, so his his hair never moved and imagine his hair don't move now because I think he's he's had his head fucking eyebrows pulled back that far with <laughs> you know, bless it you can't tell where his airline starts and his eyebrows finish. <laughs> uh, but he offered it me, and you know there was there was only one answer. You know I was I was only ever going to say yeah because I want a captain of football club, and uh, you know it was. I think gr growing up, you know I was I was always captain of the sort of the youth teams, you know, and then even at Barnsley I was sort of captain as a young age, and you know I think it was, you know, not not something that you always want to do, but when I came. I saw myself actually becoming a captain of the club. See, but I, I can't think of anything worse, mate, that has been a captain of a football yeah, but, club. Have you ever been captain? <laughs> no, I've fought. No, but not all, all, all I, I want to do is get into work, do me, do me like work, and fuck off. I don't want to be interacting with managers and all that sort of Mom, shit. So he's hit the nail on the head there because actually captains are good role models. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for young players. You know, and <laughs> to be fair, the bit I like about Johnny's book is he goes on about all the shit stuff he did and all the bad things he ate and everything he drank. Can you imagine how fucking good he'd have been if actually he'd have lived his life properly? Because, by the way, he could, this lad I can fucking I want to be doing play. this fucking podcast tonight. I'll fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been sat on a beach fucking scratching my balls. <laughs> 40 pound. Fuck off. Game <laughs> fucking double his money about that. <laughs> so yeah, ca captain in Sheffield United yeah. was uh, yeah, it was it was one of the best, you know, one of the best parts of my career. Role models, obviously yeah. Phil Jagielka coming in. Well, you, you coming after Phil, obviously Phil coming through the yeah. through the ranks, but did you see a bit of a w under the wing? <coughs> um, Jags was a strange one. Jags fucking hated football. Yeah. He did. He hated, he hated football. He hated training, and he was a, he was a bit of a sulker. Uh, if he didn't get his own way in training, the gaffer just used to send him in. Neil had said, "Listen, we don't want to upset Jags. Just let him go in. Let him sit on the bike. Let him go do some weights or something like that." Because if Jaggy started sulking, he just lost him. So, you know, but actually Jags never, ever, ever, and I mean this, wanted to play centre-half. And we used, to tell, we used to tell him, because he was a midfield player, and then he played full-back, and Jags' biggest asset was his pace. <clears throat> you know, anybody, that United fans that saw him, anybody that's played against him, pardon? John, yeah, yeah. Sounds like we've got a fucking lot in common, me and Jags. <laughs> <laughs> we're both fucking here, too. we're both fast as fuck. <laughs> Premier League footballer, England international, multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, 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 think, I think I came away too much then. 
it's yeah, got, so, it's got so, personal so, now. So Jags, Jags, it's got personal. I'm going to get it back. I know I am. I know I am. Jags, Jags never wanted to play centre-half. And to say he's played the majority of his, well, all of his career, senior career at centre-half in the Premier League and, and played for England, you know, and he, he was adamant, I'm not playing centre-half, it's boring. It's fucking rubbish. It's boring. People, and that was his thing, people like you play centre-half. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, people like me, Jags? Because well, you fucking enjoy heading it and getting hurt and stuff. I mean, let's be honest, he was a good-looking lad, when not he? Blonde tips, Alice band, bit of a tan. Did you never say, hey, come on, as a centre-half, you can't be doing that, lad? I thought he was a foreigner. When I, when I was at Barnsley and played against Sheffield United... A foreigner. Went, I did, I thought... A foreigner. <laughs> I thought he was Danish. I thought he was a foreigner. Is it like aliens or something? No. He's a foreigner. I've just seen, I thought he was foreign. You know, looking at him, and he'd got the, he'd got the like you said, the long hair, he'd got the fucking jag yell, can't think it. And then when I signed here and spoke to him, I'm thinking, fucking, he's a man. <laughs> 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 you know? Uh, but no, I, I, I travelled in with him as well. well. I'm saying I travelled in. I became his driver, really. I was, I was his senior. I was his captain. And, and again, Jags couldn't be asked. He couldn't be asked driving. So he just used to say, "Morgs, you, you pick me up. Just drop me off, and I'll, I'll give you a few quid. I'll give you some petrol money and stuff like that." He hated, hated, hated doing anything really for himself. The way that uh, Warnock used to approach half-time team talks, where he'd disappear and let the lads sort it out. Did you appreciate that as a player? Or would you prefer somebody who, uh, all of you, would you prefer somebody who's giving direction? Because half, half the time the lads, the lads know what's going wrong. The lads know what's, and I, and I think that's that's where football's changing now. I think that, that a lot of the a lot of the young players now are not given enough responsibility, responsibility yeah. you know, to do things themselves. You know, we, we now live in an age where everything's coached. You know, there's more coaches now than ever. I think the standing of coaching has gone up. Uh, it, it definitely has gone up, but I think now particularly kids are overcoached. I mean, I, I heard a story about a Premier League manager. I'll not, I'll not say who it is, but when he went, when he went into his club, what's his name? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. When he went, when he went into his club, he actually watched uh, the under 11s, under 12s being coached by the academy, and he watched it. And there was cones everywhere. There was poles, and. He actually got all the academy staff after the game and said, listen, he said, while ever I'm manager at this football club, them sessions will never happen. He says, when you were 11 and 12 and you got home from school, what did you want to do? Yeah. And the academy coaches were like, and the manager said, I'll tell you what you wanted to do. He said, you wanted to throw your bag at the bottom of the stairs, get your trainers on and go for a game of football with your mates. And he says, and that's what, he said, I want an organised game of football. When them kids come into my academy, he said, I want two goals, I want a ball and two teams picked and let them play and let them make decisions for themselves. And I think actually now we're in a, we're in a world now where things are overcoached and players, younger players coming into first teams now don't actually appreciate how to sort things out. Morgs, what happened when, did somebody get buttered at half time? Was it Kevin Blackwell? Did he, did he Stan Turnan? Stan, yeah, oh, yeah, ma manager, oh, yeah, manager wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a, was that a Bramall Lane? That was yeah, yeah. Near a door. And what, I've, was, heard, I've heard a couple of couple of versions of the story, but it was before it was before the dressing rooms got changed. So you used to be able to come through the back shower area. There used to be a door, and you used to be able to go through. And mm. there was a passageway, and there was a the door to the away team. 
So you used to be able to go in this like secret passage yeah. and stand at the door. Bassett started. Yeah, what is it? Bassett yeah. Potter. And listen. Oh, hey, listen, Bassett. Yeah, yeah. Bassett started that off, but right, never you got caught. Yeah. Yeah. We used you to could listen. hear everything. But Stan Turnant had found this out. So, so Stan had come in at half time when he was Burnley manager with, with Sam Ellis. And he, they'd said on the bus before, we're not going to say anything at half time. We're going to come in and we're going to be quiet. And so we're just going to say a few, a few things, a few fucking rogue. And so we're just going to chuck a few things in and then watch what I do. And apparently Blackie's at the door listening and Stan's gone up to the door and kicked the fucking fire exit open and the door swung past Blackie's face and Stan's gone, fucking <laughs> And hit Blackie. Blackie's hit Stan. They've had a little bit of a, a, a rumble. And Black, Blackie, believe it or believe it not, I don't know how many of you know, Kevin Blackwell can fucking do a bit. He can handle himself. And... <laughs> and it, it, they go on, Burnley manager. Stan Turner's gone back in the dressing room, fucking eye, all that eye's gone, that fucking sorted that out. And, <laughs> and this is what a Burnley player had told me, and all the Burnley players were sat there going, fucking hell, if the gaffer saw it out, fucking hell, can't wait to see what Kevin Blackwell looks like. And he says, when they come out for a game, second half, fucking Blackie's not got a mark on his face. And this is all the Burnley lads are like that. Gaffer, I thought you said you'd fucking sorted him. <laughs> Morgs, you're on about Warnock. How can somebody get promotion to the Premier League so many times based on man management? Uh, because, do you know what I think he does? I think he, he knows how to pick players. He knows how to pick players to, to get a job done. And I think what he does is he picks good senior players. He has good, good seniors. And he has seniors that he trusts. The amount of times that he used to grab us in his room on a Saturday morning. So, do you know when you've had your pre-match and... It's that bit of a dull time, isn't it, for footballers? You have your pre-match and it's like, you know, what are we going to do now for a few hours before? Particularly when, when you're away from home. And he used to get three or four of us and he'd get us in, in his room. And uh, it's a lads, this, this is down to you lot today. He says, fucking you three, you know, which, whoever he'd picked. He said, it'd be you three. You three are going to win the game today. He says, because, you know, he said, all these others that I've got to play. And he, he just play mind games. And you're like, you're thinking, what do you mean all these others? You, you're going through the team and you're thinking, they've fucking got a good team, Gaffer. He's fucking signed them. Yeah. He's yeah. signed them. And actually, most of the time, the lads that he got in, in his room talking to him were actually the fucking three worst players. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, technically. I was there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> every, every meeting I was there. Uh, but yeah... It, 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 I think he just, like he did at Cardiff, you know, he just, he recognises a style, he knows what he needs to do, and he's just, I mean, I, and people say, what's his, what's his magic touch? I don't think he has one, I think he just does what he does. You say magic touch, though, but then what's his failings? Is it re relatability to the bigger name players? The, the big players once it comes to the Premier League, because let's be honest, yeah. he can do it getting out of the Championship, yeah. but once he gets in the Premier League, he's struggling. Well, I think he came out with the comments the other week, didn't he, where I don't know whether it was sort of in, in the written press or in the TV press where he said, I love the championship. <laughs> what he did, think, what he said, I love the though? championship. So really, that's Neil saying, we've lost seven out of seven. I've got the best record of getting promoted out of the championship. There's some big clubs coming up. There'll be some big clubs wanting managers. There'll be another payday for getting promoted. And he'll think, I just got to raise my bets here. But you guarantee, if, if he loses his job at Cardiff, which he really shouldn't do after the job he's done, but we all know football, we know how fickle it is. If he gets a job in, in the championship, say for instance, they sack him and he gets a job in the championship, where, wherever he goes, he'll get him up. Yeah. He'll get him up, no doubt. Morgs, is it true <laughs> about him liking a pound note? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he loves he loves money. Just yeah, he loves he loves money. But and he'll be the first one to say he loves money because he grew up with fuck all. So any you know, kind of every when I when I used to get sent off, his famous thing was uh, and, and quite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's every other week. Quid's in here better every week. I used to get sent off. So what he used to what he used to do, and not just me, all the lads, he'd say, right, he'd say, I've been to the board and the board want to do your week's wages. He said, but I'm going to do a deal with you, son. He would. He'd say, let's let's have a couple of checks and there's a there's a. Uh, sort of a homeless centre around the corner, St Wilfrid's, and we used to go down every every Christmas. And it's a, it's a fantastic place, the work they do in there. Uh, they do a lot of memorabilia now for clubs and things like that. And what he used to do is, he used to get what, he'd get a cheque, and he'd say, right, write, write me two cheques, both for a grand. And he said, one's for St Wilfrid's, and he says, just leave the other one blank. And, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'll decide who has that. <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah, no, I'll fill it in, Gaffer. You know, Western Park or, you know, what, St. Luke's. Or, no, 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 no. He said, I've not decided. I've not decided. I've not decided which one's going to get. Hey, I'm not saying that he used to keep that. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But he used to donate that money to wherever he wanted. <laughs> and he's got a fucking lovely house down in Cornwall, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks once again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a review on iTunes. It'd be very much appreciated. Now then, 2nd of December. We've teamed up with home fans again. Feyenoord v PSV, Rotterdam, Amsterdam. Two nights, match day ticket, museum tour, all the usual hospitality. And they put a a special under-the-cost package together. So if you fancy coming along with us, Drop us an email, live at underthekosh.co.uk. We'll have a right laugh. Just don't rely on parking when it comes to coming home, and you'll be all right. So drop us an email if you're interested. We'll get some more information to you. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.